0: Welcome
1: to the Implication
0: Podcast,
1: where we seek to understand what can be drawn from something, although it may not be
0: explicitly stated. Hello and welcome to the Implication. My name is Adam. And I'm Eric. We're so happy that you've joined us. For today's episode, we're going to discuss how kids today are currently... Digesting Media, Compared to Previous Generations, From Generation X to Our Generation, Millennials.
1: We came to this topic because we were discussing our favorite shows when we were kids, and we share many of those shows, Adam, because we both love Rocco's Modern Life, Most of the, all the Nicktoons, Nickelodeon cartoons, they were all great.
0: And recently there's been, well, the past couple years, really, there's been this surge of just nostalgia of all these remakes, basically for people of our generation, late twenties, early thirties, just a remake of everything that they loved when they were kids. And it's just banking on the nostalgia factor. It, you know, there's nothing else beyond that you know that being said so for our background and our purposes we grew up on uh, as as eric said on nicktoons so watching things like rugrats um, watching all that on saturday nights you know all that keenan and kel and so watching all that pr- as a kid it, it influences your your thoughts on the world and your perspective of the world and what what it means to be good or bad or how to behave
1: but i think the the nicktoons especially or shows like the adventures of pete and pete or clarissa explains it all shows like that they really did sort of have didn't they weren't like overly moral they weren't like shoving any sort of moral view down your throat but i think those shows were written in such a way as to not ignore uh, you know political beliefs or uh, moral beliefs so like one like one specific rock was modern life episode i can think of is is when he has to fight city hall i forget why he was even fighting them it doesn't really matter right because it's just whatever you like and the whole there's a whole musical number in that show about how you can't fight city hall you can't fight corporate america but he's still gonna try anyway
0: yeah, and with that, um, you know, just looking back, there was, I, f- <clears throat> I feel like it was never an in-your-face type, you know, learn this, or this is how we portray acting good or bad. But I feel like there was always a subtle undertone, if that makes sense. Right,
1: like shows from earlier on, like, you know, shows that kids might watch, like Leave it to Beaver and stuff like that, those were like obviously moralistic and and preachy right <laughs> like you knew they were trying to teach you a lesson Or even shows like full house that like it has an obvious <laughs> when you had your moral message. at the end yeah like Dan- danny's
0: final word
1: right and you know those shows might be good and whatever but but it's not like when you're when you when it's something so obviously trying to teach you something it's it doesn't have as as big of an impact as something like the Nicktoons where there was things to be learned but it was through the narrative and through the characters and what the characters were going through and it wasn't to teach you something it was just like it was like Rocco was was really like a Seinfeld sort of a, a Seinfeld kind of show that's a I good think comparison. right, like it wasn't really about anything. It was a sort of Rocco, like doing trying whatever. to buy a TV, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like buying a vacuum cleaner. Of course, like you know, it could be some ridiculous vacuum cleaner, or you know, charging a bunch of things on his credit card, or like, any sort of scenario. But
0: and I, I always go back to to Rugrats. as my was my I guess, favorite show growing up, but it was the, I think I I saw something recently. It's the one show or cartoon that ever, you know, one year they did a Christmas episode. The next year they did a Hanukkah mm-hmm. episode. Um, So it was, so they didn't say you're going to learn about these other cultures and beliefs to a largely Christian audience. Or, you know, it was much more of a, no, we're just going to make an episode and it's going to have... He's got Jewish parents and they celebrate Hanukkah and they're going to get stuck and you're going to hear the story of um, why they have Hanukkah. Right. And that, you know, and and that was it. (laughs) And it was an enjoyable story.
1: (laughs) Right. Like, yeah. I mean, we don't have to get into the whole... This whole discussion, but... No. But things were done... Things weren't done because they wanted to prove something it was just it's just how it is like people come from different backgrounds and people you know have friends with different backgrounds and family with different backgrounds and everything is diverse naturally we don't have to we don't have to prove we're diverse we are diverse and we have all these different people around us and we have all these experiences around us that we can benefit from and learn from and it's all there. And it's just, we just have to tap into it.
0: Yeah. So, <clears throat> so that was our view. And then I, I think, as you kind of alluded to, so really the generations before us, there wasn't a lot, it wasn't as cartoon heavy, I would say, So, or animation heavy. So it was a lot of actual shows with actual people. And, well, it I mean, really. There-
1: the stuff in the the cartoons in the 80s, off the top of my head, were mostly, like, action-oriented, like Transformers and Voltron and Ghostbusters and stuff like that, right? It was, like, action, right. really boy-oriented, or what they thought would be boy-oriented boy, boy oriented stuff.
0: Right. And then even before that, you think of, like, Looney Tunes and stuff. The initial audience was adults, yeah. you know. Before it became a kid's thing, <clears throat> but that being said, then you had your other television and media where, yes, they they started bridging the line. Again, we don't not really the path we're going down, but bridging the line of a mixed race uh, cast or dealing with issues that were kind of on the radar by the country at large. But but aside from that. I guess the the bigger piece that we're working towards is kids today and what what they are watching and what that impact will be um, ultimately on them when they're making their own podcast.
1: (laughs) I mean, we're no experts on what cartoons kids are watching right now, but... It's not, it's not what we watched. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, all the there's all that stuff on, like Cartoon Network. That's all like, super like postmodern nonsense. You know, like I don't even know how else to explain it. It's just like nonsense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, like there's no. Yeah. It's just whatever. It's just random stuff, and it's not random. Like. Rocco was random <laughs> like it's random like oh it's like that episode in Rocco's Modern Life where the Big Head's <laughs> son oh yeah, makes a, car- car- a cartoon cause he's an animator in, in Rocco's Modern Life and he makes a cartoon about like blocks of blocks of cheese and, and like yeah, so food the products isn't there like yeah. a cartoon <laughs> just like yes. that
0: yeah it's like very similar <laughs> where it's just yeah it's just nonsense and he thought um, he thought people would hate it and it's because not just
1: it's, not, it's nothing
0: and they think it's genius
1: right it's genius who exactly. is just
0: predicting the future <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so you know when i was a kid pbs would have and many when p- many people were kids it was it was mr rogers barney and Sesame Street, Clifford. I turn it on if I'm flipping through on a Saturday morning and I stop on PBS. It's it's either an intensely educational show that I don't know how a kid would sit and watch it and enjoy it, or or it's the other way, kind of what you just described, and it's this absurd... Mind trip thing to try and watch for a few minutes and and figure out what the hell's going on. <laughs> right. So so the question is, you know, and and it seems so. There's a nostalgia factor. I'm I'm sure. Our as we look back on it, it may be a little shinier than than other generations that didn't grow up watching what we watch. But but you look at what largely is popular today or what, what, what are kids watching? Cause, cause the other side is if you look at Netflix or any streaming, so Amazon streaming, some of the top streaming things are always cartoons and kids shows. So, so what that says is that parents are, are putting on Netflix, they're putting on these shows and just running them and their kids are just sitting and watching them. So, so that has two that has two good kind of outcome well, it has two outcomes, one of which I say is good one good out, outcome of that is kids are not seeing commercials like we saw commercials so when so now that you take that piece out of the equation you've you've taken away this one way that marketers have truly been able to mind to get into the minds truly of these kids and make them want certain things and the other the interesting thing that also stems out of that is is the the fact that now when a kids go from watching netflix which is an experience we obviously never had to watching real tv that's live and they get to commercials they are very aware of of this thing that's interrupting their show it's not enjoyable especially if it's not necessarily a kid's show, it's not commercials they want to see, it's nothing they want to, you know, that nothing they have any interest in seeing or buying. So this generation that's coming up watching cartoons, especially if they're digesting it via a streaming service, they're going to have a completely different view on commercials than we are. You know, we grew up accepting them as just a way of life um, or something that was always there. And the second piece is so parents are putting on these shows and running them or kids are knowing how to get to the shows at very young age and, and stream them. Um, and then they're doing the same thing that adults do when they hit something they want to watch and they're just binging all the time. I guess Mm -hmm. with the caveat that maybe they binge and they can binge on the same shows over and over where you're not going to go watch breaking bad repetitively out of order over (laughs) and over again. I hope not. Um. <laughs>
1: that is that is one funny thing about like binging is that I'll just watch through a series, but then I won't want to watch it ever. But like when we used to just watch TV, like it would it could have been like oh fraser's on, I put Frazier on, like it wouldn't matter what episode's on, it's just yeah. whatever and episode. It, it,
0: <laughs> yeah, it did not matter where the storyline was or where right. you were in the in the arcs or the plot line, you know? Um, but yeah, I found that too. I think the only show on Netflix that I'm able to just turn on and try and find a random episode is, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. And that was after watching the whole thing and in, in order. Cause it all kind of, it does all kind of build on itself going back to that. So streaming kids are streaming. So that's one thing. Then, uh, a step aside from that they people have DVRs now that eliminates commercials in and of itself but it's always it's all this on demand stuff so when i wanted to watch rugrats i had to wait till 7:30 p.m. on a weeknight and that's how i learned what eastern time was and central time was so yet another learning for me but i had to wait till 7:30 and if I wasn't in front of the TV at seven thirty, then I miss Drug Rats, and that sucked. So, so you take away that aspect. So all these these things are all very small, in the, um, but ultimately may add up to something completely different as far as influence. But I think the biggest piece that I'd be curious to see, or. or Uh, that we're most curious about right now is just the content of what the kids are watching. Because it doesn't see, it just has a different feel when you see it.
1: Yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, I often say that I learned a lot about life from those cartoons and those shows. And I think, I really do think that I learned a lot about my ethics and how I view the world from shows like Rocco and from shows like Doug. And, you know, I don't want to overstate things, you know, it's not like I think about Doug when I have to, you know, (laughs) make some sort of decision. (laughs) Right. But it's just like, it's just some like foundational learning that occurred. I think that, and I think it was important to my mindset. But I don't. So that's why it will be in, interesting to see what kids pick up from what shows they're watching now.
0: So there's there's a few different. So if you think about think about it, there's there's how they're actually digesting the media. So so it's much more two way, right? So with us, it was one way. They put on the shows. They said when it was going to happen, and we watched it and and you did not have nearly the same choice. So so for kids it was you could watch Nickelodeon if you were fortunate to have cable, Cartoon Network or PBS or maybe Disney Channel if you were really lucky. Well, I wasn't forget, that lucky.
1: You know, Saturday morning cartoons and Sunday morning cartoons, which doesn't even that those don't exist anymore. No. The major networks don't have cartoon mornings at all anymore. I think that ended like a year or two ago completely,
0: which is sad. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, yeah, it used to be adults and adults who were kids at heart and then kids themselves would, would have their lineup that they would watch on, you know, Saturday morning. And yeah, it would be on a major, major networks would carry it. Doug, you know, had a second life mm-hmm. on uh, ABC on ABC was never as good as his initial life, but it was there. But yeah, that just doesn't seem to exist anymore. And and you're talking about in a day of media and internet, really, yeah, so people are a product of their environment. And yes, you can say people get their morals from, from going to church, or they get them from from their parents and their household and what they grew up on. And that's all true, and I think there's truth to all of that. Uh, but I think the there also is truth in people get morals from the media that they're consuming. So the question is, what's the implication of, of the change over the past, the, really the past five years? Because I think that's when the, the biggest change has occurred, really, probably from maybe late 20, maybe 2000. Ten or so, till about till now. So really, the last five six years is when, really, it became common to stream stream things. And even before that, the there was a noticeable many times having the nostalgia conversation in college and everything else. Many times we always discussed how there's just nothing like what what's on today doesn't doesn't even resemble what was on when we were kids i think that's the biggest point to to, i think to bring up i
1: I think that kids probably don't even stream like full shows anymore like i'm sure they do but they probably mostly watch youtube or just internet videos in general that's probably their main main mode of of consumption media consumption they probably get their news clips from a YouTube video or whatever or a tweet, right? Or they get their their cartoons from a tweet. Or like they read comics on Twitter or Facebook or something. They're not gonna go out and buy a comic book. They'll just read it read one online. Made by whoever. Right? It's more it's more of just like a free for all. Right? There's no like gatekeeper, like Nickelodeon, like we go to Nickelodeon for our cartoons. Now you can go to anyone. I'm sure there's tons of YouTube cartoons that we don't know about, but they're probably out there.
0: But not only that, um, you know, I <clears throat> see, uh, definitely have uh, observed you'll have this phenomenon also where where these viral videos, maybe you, you watch it once if it pops up. But you've, you've seen these viral videos, specifically the music ones or, or rip-offs like Sigh and things like that, where these things blow up. And yeah, adults watch them and they get a kick out of them. But then you have these kids where you'll see these kids also just play them over and over and over again. And it's just digesting, you know, this absurd whatever it is pace for whatever reason went viral and they just it's just endless consumption
1: yeah i think i think when you don't have a gatekeeper like a channel like a like a nickelodeon the quality is just it's gonna go down the quality of your media is gonna go down dramatically
0: Right. Because you you think how much. You can
1: criticize Nickelodeon for bad cartoons or whatever, but it's still going to be better, generally speaking, than whatever you're going to find on YouTube for the most part.
0: Right. And you think how much. How competitive it was. You know, if you had three big cartoon channels and you were an animator or a storyteller, like you had to be the best of the best to get. A show out, and beyond that, you had to be—you had to be really good to get a show out and to keep it running for year after year. So we talked about Rocco's Modern Life. As great as we thought that show was, the show only made it a couple seasons, and it was done. You know the ones that have stuck. Rugrats, Doug to an extent. Hey Arnold and. As I was kind of tapering off, SpongeBob. And that SpongeBob, I think, was kind of the end of the end of it, end of the cartoon run.
1: Yeah, SpongeBob was sort of the last hurrah. I mean, it's still on, they still make new ones. It's been running for, what, since 1999. So it's it's been around a very long time. And
0: I remember when it came out thinking it was. Kind of the same thing, like this absurd, stupid cartoon compared to what I mean. I like SpongeBob,
1: it has its moments, but it's not. Well, that's it, grew
0: on me ultimately. When I got much older, it became something to turn on and watch. But when I was a kid, you know, when I should have been, you know, when it truly would have made sense for me to be watching it, Mm -hmm. I did not like it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. I mean, quality, I mean. The Rugrats the quality went down on the Rugrats after like season 3 or 4 or 5 the quality just Well, sort and especially of once went downhill. once
0: they once they made their movies mm. and it it became more of just a hit really once they made their first movie is when it really dropped off and then when they did the ultimate thing that shows do when they're on their when they start limping along, when they started adding characters and naming them ironic names, (laughs) then you know it's time. Like Dill. (laughs) Like Dill Pickle. Dill Pickle. (laughs) That was so stupid. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, even then, thinking back, I never watched any of those episodes. And I was again mm. like the perfect age i had been a rugrats fan l- loved rugrats and then i don't know what i guess i just grew up i don't know
1: <laughs> i don't th- i don't think it was because we grew up i think it's because the show didn't grow up it didn't evolve into something that was as intelligent as it used to be it just sort of got dumb and dumb and dumber
0: yeah but you know yeah, that's
1: gonna happen. But that's why a shows shouldn't last for nine seasons. This should last for two or three.
0: So I think, I think we'll. I think we wanted to discuss this really just because, as we do think back, especially now that we're, um, both, I guess, late twenties, and can really actually kind of coherently reflect back and think. <laughs> yeah. Really. Well, it. I mean, I think. I think watching those shows an hour or two a day for year after year from say between the ages of you know really from for seven to 12 or however old i was that's a lot of stuff to digest and a lot of stories to to watch and a lot of implications to kind of absorb without really even knowing you are and I think ultimately it makes an impact. It may not, it, and who knows how much it does play into your personality or into your thoughts on things. But I think the way, you know, just the implications of the way that media is presented and what the content is today could be, could play out interesting the next 20 years.
1: It's going to be interesting, like you said, and how kids develop. Well, I mean, well, first of all, we're we're dealing with a lot of things. Is this, this will be the first generation the kids coming up that were born after two thousand, or even like kids born after nineteen ninety five or six? Probably had didn't these kids don't have any memory without the internet being around.
0: Yeah, their whole which their is whole really life, remarkable.
1: Their whole yeah, it's super bizarre. Like their whole life is completely. Within the context of the internet, and it's bizarre, like, you know our whole life is in the context of the internet now. Like it's like we're all just consumed by it. We all everything we do, all of our communications, based on the internet. There's problems with that and whatnot, but these kids don't know anything else. Like I have memories of before the internet.
0: It's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I, I think back, and to me the the biggest thing that'll make me pause is just trying to think what a day in the life today would be like without the internet. Like, you know, throw away your cell phone, just try and try and go about one day. You know, people panic now if they leave their house without their phone. It it makes them you know truly have a panic attack like something's going to go wrong and I'm not going to have my phone. Well that used to be every day. That used to be every <laughs> single day of your life.
1: <laughs> right. So it'll be interesting because these kids consume media completely different from previous generations. The media is different. It's just a bizarre situation and you know, it's going to be interesting to see if these kids are how I mean they might be more they might be more politically driven and more morally ethically aware because they're 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 in it already they can participate in 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 these moments that society is having whereas we we as kids were just sort of on the sidelines we didn't understand what was happening or we didn't really care or we didn't we we weren't aware of the situations like i remember o, like i remember the whole OJ, oj simpson trial like vaguely like so vaguely but i feel like if i was a kid now and that was happening just being on the internet you would be constantly aware of something that that, that is that culturally important
0: yeah, I can't imagine what the trial would be like with the internet. <laughs> <laughs> it was immersive enough just with TV. Right.
1: Right. So, exactly.
0: You know, I think the those that were 20 years older than us probably looked at what we were watching and thought it was garbage. And we're probably like those old, We're one day we're going to listen back on this. <laughs> And we're gonna realize we just sound like two, I mean, you know, old people I mean There's not just the, tons, tons of good, just
1: tons of, just tons of good stuff on right now, and and kids now can what? watch whatever they want. You know, they can watch BoJack Horseman. It's one of the it's the greatest cartoon I've ever seen, not animation wise, but just like it's like the best show ever. It's like I I watch it get- like am I riding this right now? Like it's literally exactly. <laughs> what i think most of the time <laughs> like i feel like it's, it's like you know it's just it's just me not that i'm bojack or like him in any way <laughs> yeah which character are you
0: in?
1: The <laughs> <office>? <laughs> it's just my worldview i guess if you if you, if you will but
0: nice.
1: and kids have access to that easily i think personally the kid kids i think kids will be smarter
0: yeah i I think they i think they will be i i think they'll just have a different it'll just be a different look on things you know i i see the yeah i i think it goes both ways i I I think i think think kids who really (laughs) use all these resources that are available to them Mm -hmm. capitalize on it you know they can capitalize on certain skills and hone certain talents way before we ever could they have access to information we never could get to if they really want it
1: yeah the only thing i would worry about is the thing the main thing i think i learned from all those cartoons the nicktoons especially was just like having compassion for people like i feel like all the episodes of like all those shows was just like Understanding, like empathy, like empathy, like, uh, like you have to understand what other people are going through, you know. And I don't, I don't know if kids are getting that today. But it's not like it's not you know our generation's awful, full of awful people. So it's not like right. <laughs> everyone was getting what it's I was true. getting from the. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there's That's a lot of sociopaths that watched Doug and Mugrats. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, with that, we thank you for joining us. Again, my name is Adam. And I'm Eric. And this has been The Implication. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and iTunes.